0: We've heard it said many times, your home is your biggest investment.
1: It is. But in the last couple of years, the COVID pandemic has turned the housing market upside down.
0: In this episode of Let's Talk, what you need to know if you plan on buying or selling a home in 2022.
1: My name is Michelle, and I'm a longtime realtor from Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: And I'm her husband, Mark. I've spent more than 40 years as a TV news anchor and reporter.
1: Together, we've started a podcast called Let's Talk,
0: where we dive deeper into everyday topics that matter to you.
1: And we have fun doing it.
0: So, what are we waiting for? Let's, Let's Talk. talk. We had a story on the newscast this week that uh, said that Americans are more worried about the economy right now as we head into 2022 than they are about COVID, which is kind of surprising to me because we're right in the thick of COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Inflation uh, last year was up 7%, the highest since Reagan was office. Wow! We got a picture of him behind <laughs> us here. That was like more than 40 years ago. Inflation, 7%. And part of the e- economic concerns of Americans are home prices and home buying, home selling. We're going to go over the um, the trends for 2022. We have two of the experts, uh, veterans of the housing industry here. Of course, Michelle Bradshaw, my wife. Woo! There she is. And she's been a realtor here in Tulsa with Cowell Bankers Select for more than 20 years.
1: Yeah, I started when I was... Yeah, thank you. I thought she was saying she started when she was 40. <laughs>
2: 40.
0: <laughs> and that last voice you heard is uh, Karen Gurley. She is a mortgage banker here in Tulsa. Hey. Uh, let's hear more about yourself, Karen.
2: So I am um, I work for a local company here. It's a local bank, First Oklahoma Bank. And um, Michelle and I have worked together for several years. I started in the mortgage industry years ago. Over 20 years ago. She was also 12. That way, yes. (laughs) And then got out for a little while, raised my family, and then I've been back in it again for about seven years.
0: Yeah. Right. So I I was trying to think where we'd start, but I think I'll go back two years. Um, I'll ask you both, what was it like two years ago, right now, pre COVID with um, the housing industry?
1: Okay. Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? Go ahead. So pre COVID, everybody was um, happy buying houses and then all of a sudden in december january february of 2000 starting 19 and then 20 things just stopped literally you remember me telling you this i just right. i just said i'm going to drown Nobody's going to buy anything this you year. You thought this
0: was going to go back to the recession of 08 09. I
1: have PTSD from that and so I, I I always do think about the couple of recessions back that we did, I went through and I kept telling Mark I'm not doing that again. I'm not. Right. And then in March, I mean, we just rolled twenty twentieth of March, I don't know what happened but people just woke up from their coma and said, "Um, I'm moving." I'm building something in the house I have now. I'm going to move and have a compound. We're going to bring mom and dad in from other states. I mean, it it went crazy and it it was it was a new a new kind of norm for realtors mm-hmm. all over the country. It wasn't just isolated in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was everywhere. I have friends and relatives that do real estate all over the country and I was calling people, talking to them and seeing what was going on.
2: Same exact thing.
0: Yeah. Karen, from your viewpoint, what was it like Uh, pre-COVID?
2: Pre-COVID was very consistent, very Mm -hmm. steady. People were really enjoying the experience of purchasing a home. And we did have a couple months as lenders that things froze up, but the refi market just went crazy for us, as well as then in about spring of 2020, the purchase market picked up again. So it's been pretty much foot on the gas since... 2020.
0: Have you come across a period of almost two years now of such busy work for you?
2: No, these are the last two years of my life have been the busiest years, Um, but they've been actually really enlightening and encouraging in some areas. I mean, obviously there's a lot going on in the world, but everybody became quite a bit smarter with technology, which was huge for our industry, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're, it pushed us to where I think we really needed to be, but we weren't going to get there that quickly.
0: So then we're, we're thick into it with COVID and uh, March of 2020, and we're still in it now. And Which uh, we
1: thought we were going to be done.
0: Right, we I thought know. we were going to be done. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's really nonstop for you as far as right now. We're in January, and typically this is not the busiest time of the year for home buying and selling, is it?
1: It it is not. But I usually am very busy during Jan, in January because my customers start calling me in January. They're ready to move. Christmas is over. They're they're putting their Christmas things away, and people are calling me and saying, "Michelle, um, we're ready to sell our house." And that's what's happening this week. It's great. That's it's it's. I'm kind of back to normal in that in that respect. I have uh, most of my customers are downsizing, so I've I've they've built up with me over 20 years, and now they're downsizing. A lot of them are bringing their parents in to move in with them right now.
0: Let's talk about some of the issues that we've dealt with in the housing market in the last year and a half, and what the trend will be for 2022. Let's start with. Uh, uh, mortgage rates. Uh, you know, we, we're we're hearing Karen that uh, the Feds are going to increase the interest rates several times this year.
2: You said four times. Four
0: times. How does that affect mortgage rates?
2: Well, that really doesn't affect us when the Fed increases their rate. What they're doing though is they're um, they've been basically buying bonds for the last couple of years to keep the rates down. Now they are backing off on how much of the bonds they are going to buy, which is going to cause rates to increase. So all the predictions are by the end of 2022, the rates will be at about 3.7.
0: What are they right now?
2: They're actually, they've, we've had a rough week with bonds this week. They're at 3.375 today.
0: In, in close You're talking to about three and the mortgage rate for a thirty-year, correct? Thirty okay. year fixed. Yeah. And how low had they been? I think last year we we did we hit a historic mm-hmm. low last year.
2: We did. They were at two and a half, you know, two point. We were doing um, thirty years at. I think I've probably locked on at Maybe two point three seven five
0: and fifteen.
2: And fifteen yeah. were yeah, they were really low. So right. yeah.
0: So so they're projected to go up into the high. 3s this year
2: which is still historically it's amazing. Who remember, amazing.
0: Who can remember who can remember what they were like, you know, Our 20 30 years ago? Our
1: first house. Right. Our first remember? house.
0: We were in the the double digits, we were like 12 14%. We were, and of course, we before that they were like in the high teens or in 20s. Yeah. Now my, my
1: mom was yeah. a mortgage officer in Los Angeles for Wells Fargo in the 80s and she was selling loans at 18 19%. Yeah. Can you believe that?
0: Right right. But she was still selling it because people still had to, she
1: was amazing. Yeah, She was winning awards and I was, I was a kid. I didn't even realize how great that was.
0: Karen, you've been doing this a long time. So you remember back to those days when they're a lot higher, how much more difficult or was it more difficult to, to sell loans back then than it is right now?
2: It was more difficult. Um, and in certain spots, other spots, we were, people were doing stated income loans. That's why we hit 2008. So it's always been an up and down market, but right now, um, you know, threes is a great, tell your grandparents, you're going to get a 3.75. They're going to laugh at you. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> They're going to,
1: That's what true. are you complaining
2: about? That's so, true. um, it's, it's been, you know, with the changes of our economy comes different compliance regulations on all of us. And, mm-hmm. the, and perspective is this
1: housing prices are higher. Yes. So First-time home buyers, so difficult for them to jump into this market.
0: Let's talk about home prices now. Last year, I think on average, I read that they went up twenty percent, which is quite a bit. <laughs> wow. um, you know, and, and historically, our part of the country doesn't rise as much as the the, the two coasts. Right. And but this year, or in the last couple of years, yeah. they have gone We're up, gaining,
1: which I'm so I'm so happy. I'm, I'm glad to mm-hmm. see Tulsa gaining in our values because we deserve it. We're a real city now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People really want to be here.
0: (laughs) Well, and and that's, it's obviously it's been um, to the advantage of the seller. not The buyer.
1: Yes. It it depends what side of the coin you're on. But I mean, in my opinion, I tell people all the time, if you don't jump into the market, it's going to go up. So if you want to jump into the market and sell your house, you're going to make money off of your house and then, you're going to probably pay a premium for the house you're going to get. Mm-hmm. However, next year that house is going to gain as well. And exactly.
0: Karen, you had a, a an example of yeah. home prices uh, appreciating.
2: Yes. So, in Jinx, Oklahoma, I this was from GTAR, the the numbers. The average median home price in December of 2020 was 274. In December of 2021, that same home was 309900 so basically 310000 Predicted if we are conservative and just use a 5% appreciation rate for 2022, then that same home will be about 325000 in december of 2022
0: so what are the lessons we can learn from that
2: so the lessons are if you're thinking of purchasing a home you need to do it sooner than later because the prices are continuing to rise as well as interest rates and that can take you out of the game right so you just need to speak to a lender get pre-qualified make sure that they hear your you and your wants and needs because the truth is for me, I'm going to put together a strategy and give my clients options and say, here's what they are if the rates are at this rate. Here's what they are if they go up. And so if it's not me and it's another lender, just make sure you're getting options that fit your financial plan.
1: Perfect. Yeah,
0: you you mentioned two uh, first-time buyers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those have been priced out of the market the last couple of years. They've had a lot of trouble.
1: It's rough. Uh, it's rough. It, well, it is. Yeah. A lot of times um, people are coming uh, – especially right now, they're coming in with cash. Cash is king. Cash has always been king. And so first-time, and first-time time buyers don't, don't have, have that. that. I'll give you a great example is our son Tommy in Denver. It's not the same in Denver that it is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That, that pendulum swings way up. And Tommy, uh, he, he's looking at houses that are four to $500,000 as a first-time homebuyer. buyer. It's hard. It is. Yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, he he looks at our prices and he he he's thinking, man, if I could buy that in Denver, that would be great. But, yeah.
0: yeah, you you mentioned earlier about uh, earlier generations or grandparents with the mortgage rates, also home prices, because our parents, our grandparents, they would laugh, uh, you know, because back then mm-hmm. uh, we would laugh to what they had to buy their house at. Because right. I think my parents they had a huge house. Bought it in the 50s, built it in the 50s, mm-hmm. and it cost about $25,000.
1: That was in Oregon.
0: In Oregon. In my
1: parents' house, same deal in In Los Angeles was, if I can remember right, I think my dad said it was $55,000.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and a few it's, years it's later, they sold it. It's worth a million sold. dollars. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about inventory as well, because, um, because of um, supply chain problems and other issues there, the inventory has been low. And, of course, that, that jacks the price up as well.
1: Well, and the building costs. If you're going to be building yeah. a house, you just have to be prepared for the builder to come back at you and say, building costs have gone up, and so the house that you were going to be building is now going to be $25,000 more. That is not exaggerated at all. In fact, well, I prob- I'm probably really low on
2: that. Well, or they're doing what I'm doing a lot of are. Um, The owner carries the construction loan and they do it just based on the builder's going to make a percentage, a flat fee percentage. And then as costs are projected up and as they come in, the customer just that's passed to the customer. Right.
0: Right. What do you think uh, this year holds for inventory? Do you think we're going to have more, more homes on the market?
2: If
1: I looked right now today on the 13th of January, I would tell you that it is on an all-time low inventory. It's very low. So I need some listings. (laughs) 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 Let me sell your house. I promise I'll find you another house. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, I'll give you a couple examples of how I found people's houses. I did this, I'd say, four or five times with customers. I would literally, they would tell me, hey, Michelle – we were looking to sell our house, but we don't know where we're going to go. And I would just start calling people that I knew had that kind of house, and then I would talk that person into selling their house. Then my people would buy that house, and then I would have to find another house for that mm-hmm. customer. And that's just how I worked, which was great because I have the, you know, my contact list that I can do that with. Um, but that was the best way for me to help people get into a house. It worked.
0: Historically, or you know, right now we're in the dead of winter. Historically in spring and then summer listings, there are more listings. Oh, yeah. They
1: pop up like flowers. They do. I tell people that every year. Yeah. So actually, if you get your house on the market in January and February when it is low, you're going to sell that sucker fast. I mean, you're going to sell your house fast anyways this year. But when the inventory is low, you're really going to be able to sell very quickly.
2: So, so to that, you need to make sure that you're qualified and you know how much if you're going to purchase another home, how much you're able to afford and what that's going to look like before you even list that house, because it could happen in a day. Which yeah. gets me exactly. to my
0: last point here. Uh, you need to be prepared. Yes. So when the moment comes, you have to be ready for it.
1: Yeah, you got to be ready to jump. I was just talking to a customer last night about that. And she said, well, we're getting in the mood. And I said, OK, but be ready, because then you got to jump. That's What,
0: right. I told what, her. what do uh, people need to do to be ready? Well,
1: Karen was right. First of all, you got to be pre-qualified. Um, I bring in a stager, and I get your house ready to be sold. And um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it helps for it to be staged. Um, I was get, I was thinking about something this morning. You know when you get pre-qualified, and then we're ready to go, and we're we're getting ready to close on a house, and somebody goes out and buys a car? Yes. Don't yes. buy a car. Yeah. Don't even buy a don't refrigerator. Buy yeah. <laughs> no.
2: Don't, don't do
0: that. That, that never happens, <laughs> it? It happened. You and uh-huh. I did it.
1: <laughs> we did that. We bought a refrigerator. I, we were really young. And I remember the loan officer saying, did you buy something at Sears?
2: Remember that?
1: Yeah. You
2: probably don't, but no. I do. Like so here's a tip. Yeah. We pull credit within three days of closing. We do a soft pull. So even though you've been pre-qualified up front, we're going to look at your credit within the the guideline state. We have to do it within three days of closing. So if you opened up a new account, mm-hmm. they You're going to see it. <laughs> yeah, busted.
0: Okay, what are some other do's and don'ts um, as people are looking to buy a home?
2: Um, Don't transfer money back and forth between accounts. It's just a hassle for you. Um, Really just try to maintain status quo, honestly. Keep, if you can keep the majority of your funds that you're going to use for your home in a certain account. It just makes it less paperwork for you. If you, a lot of the younger generation have four and five bank accounts and they transfer from this one to that one. And, and we just have to document where money comes from. So this paper trail gets larger and larger the more you transfer. Yeah. So that's a big, that's a big complaint about people and we don't like it either. We don't want to have to you know get all these statements and stuff. So I would say, Make sure you keep your money in your bank accounts. Don't take out any new credit and really just be um, just be astute to what you're doing. You know, if you're buying a house, you really don't need to go shopping for furniture until you're in the house. It happens all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what do home buyers or sellers, because there's both sides there, what do they need to be aware of as, if they're looking to do a, a transaction this year?
1: So... You're going to see um, bidding wars. Be prepared if you do like a house that they're going to be taking multiple offers. And if you're not ready, prepared to be um, bid up on that house, then don't jump in the game.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard you tell people, "Don't buy it at that price because I can't sell it."
1: I say it all the later. time. Yeah, don't go up that right. much. I, man, I just do the math and I look at things. And if you're if you're okay with overpaying for it, I'm going to tell you it's going to, you're overpaying for it. Um, you know, I'm really honest about mm-hmm. that. And if you don't want to, then I always say, well, we can wait, we can wait and we can wait for the next house. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times they're doing appraisal waivers. So if we do an appraisal waiver, that means that you're okay with, um, paying the difference. So
2: right, be careful about that. And I will say that, um, for my clients, We constantly do what I call an appraisal gap strategy. So we say, okay, this is how much the house is listed at, but this is how much you're willing to go up. So let's look at the payment at this point. And then they're prepared. And then I give them, there's a lot of ways that you don't have to come up with the cash difference. There's things you can do if you have a a lender that's been in it a while that is creative to help you not come up with, say that appraisal gap of 20,000. Or you can just instead of doing that, just use a strategy with like mortgage insurance or whatever. But um, make sure you're talking to a lender that knows, knows what, what they're, they're doing. doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so important. Oh, there's so many times when I'll call Karen and I'll say, "Oh my gosh, they're they're doing this online." mortgage and it's just killing me it's killing me cuz i don't know the lender i can't get a hold of the people it it usually is
0: a total what, what, fiasco okay what what co- problems does that cause there? does that extend the process or does it what does it do
1: sometimes you'll uh, the buyer will get a a, a cost sheet um that comes out later with their, um, interest rate that's higher, their fees are higher than they were projected in the beginning. Um, and I am not exaggerating that at all. Am I correct? You're correct. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really
0: disheartening. And then who do they get mad at? They get, (laughs)
1: that's okay. I have really thick skin. (laughs) You can yell at me all you want.
0: (laughs) Karen, any final thoughts as we look at the forecast for housing in 2022?
2: Um, I think it's going to be another great year i would say you know I hear a lot of my clients say well especially young ones my parents say well what about the crash what if you're buying at the oh they're top so scared point but here's the truth like we talked about you're really not because the your home's still appreciating so if you buy now you're actually going to be saving money if you and if you wait the cost of waiting is is great in a lot of cases because your interest rates are going up as well as home prices are appreciated, appreciating. So I would say, think about it, get with an experienced agent like Michelle that's been in this business. They know how to get offers accepted. They understand the market. They know exactly what's too much or not too much for a home. And, um, they'll walk you through the process and make sure you have an experienced lender that gives you some options and you guys have a strategy.
0: And, and Michelle, I I've, I've heard people say that we're in a here in the Tulsa area uh like the home prices are a bubble and they're going to burst because we've never seen really prices go up like this. Right. How right. do you answer that?
1: I tell people all the time we're not in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we are not in a bubble. Tulsa has I've been here now how many, how long have I been here? 25 100 years, years. 125 <laughs> okay. years. And um I've never seen houses appreciate the way they are right now. And I've always complained to you about that because I came here from Las Vegas, Virginia. We lived in Oregon, Texas, Texas, um, and California, all of those places besides Texas always appreciated. And, um, when I got to Oklahoma, it took years to just see my house grow $5,000, $10,000. It was ridiculous. And so now, I really feel like we did a correction that needed to happen. Whoop! Hallelujah!
0: And we'll never yes. go back.
1: Right. No, I don't think we'll ever right. go back.
0: So, twenty twenty two, optimistic or pessimistic? I know that's a stupid question yes, asking do- <laughs> asking a realtor no, if no. she's optimistic mm-hmm. about the the coming year.
1: No, no, I would tell you the truth. I've I've been through several recessions, and I I will tell you right now, I don't. I know what it looks like, and this doesn't look like that.
2: No, it's not. Mm -hmm. And the bubble was based on lenders, not um, lenders. (laughs) Yeah, really. I know lenders, um, not having to qualify income, stated income loans, Mm -hmm. appraisers were getting money under the table. Now the guidelines,
0: what problems could
2: that cause? (laughs) Imagine. I remember
1: stated income and I remember thinking, oh my God, they don't even have to prove how much money they're making. And I knew there was something wrong with that. (laughs) I knew, and, and they were given a money to close. Who
0: who wouldn't see something's wrong with that? There were times we'd be at the table
1: and the buyer was getting a credit and getting money back to buy a house. That was crazy.
2: I know. know. So Mm. that's not happening. And that's why the bubble happened. This is not a bubble. This is really, this whole environment has been created by lack of inventory. This is legit. There's Mm -hmm. lack of inventory. That's right. So.
0: So we solved the inventory problem. We're done. And we're done. That's it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Let's All go right. to Taco Bueno. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies, for that uh insight, expertise, and we'll see what's gonna happen twenty twenty two and uh I'm sure a lot of people are interested in buying and selling this year.
1: We'll do an update in December.
0: We will. And good luck if you're going to buy a house or sell a house this year. And thanks for joining us. If you like this, hit the like button and also subscribe to our podcast. We'd appreciate that. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast and thank you for spending your time with us. We'll see you next time for another episode of Let's Talk.